Hello, and welcome back to Fungibility. I'm your host, Ruve. What a day. And I took a look at the markets before I started the episode, and a couple of things jumped out at me. I think I saw Ethereum or Bitcoin was down 17%. Ouch. But the other interesting news is Binance bought FTX. That was a little unexpected. I thought that uh, Sam was like the savior of the crypto world. He's, I thought he was like the, the Morgan Stanley or, or Morgan something rather of, of the crypto <laughs> world. Yeah. So, so basically, this is a big development. And for those who don't know, I, I, if you listen to my podcast, you probably should know. Finance is the the juggernaut in the crypto world. They're they're the they're the biggest of the big. Unless you're in the U.S., we might not be able to use them, but they're big. And they and essentially they bought FTX today. So that that changes the landscape for a lot of things. It it, it creates the biggest just became even bigger, which I guess is kind of like the the banking world. They're like what is that Bank of America or something, Citibank, whatever. Some some giant bank in the US, they're like the crypto equivalent of that. You know, if, if size matters, then there's nobody even remotely close to the size of those two companies. So that that'll that'll be a, a bit of a game changer in 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 interesting to see what happens in that particular space. Other news, though, this week, this is an interesting week. You know, this is a, a week that where many at the end of this week sort of celebrate the sort of um, the work that a lot of veterans and folks in the, in the sort of armed services, you know, do for our, our various countries, you know, folks that put themselves or their, their countries ahead of themselves. And I think that, you know, anyone that hasn't served, you know, is, is should be appreciative to to the you know what that does and and the sort of harm sometimes that does to you you know over the last couple of years i've got to know a couple a couple of folks really well i've got rod and and jermaine on on this episode we've done actually a variety of different projects we'll, we'll get into it in a minute but uh welcome to the show guys hey awesome thank you thanks so, you guys are are, are both veterans Maybe, you know, and, and so this particular, this particular episode is sort of veterans focus. This is, as I sort of alluded to, you know, getting into sort of the nuance of what it is to be a veteran and some of the, you know, challenges and opportunities and so on that, that, that sort of created for you. Maybe you guys can give us a little background on sort of, you know, where you served, what, what you did, maybe start with uh, Rod, if you don't, you don't mind going first. Yeah, absolutely. As I should, uh, because I'm the Air Force veteran. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we, 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 we take priority on the on this uh, podcast today. Um, yeah. So I spent 12 years um, in the Air Force, as, as I mentioned, um, around the world. Um, I, I won't mention all the places, but, you know, it, it gave me a, a sense of camaraderie because my first duty station was Okinawa, Japan. Um, it had been the first time I had really been out the country away from home on my own. Um, and, and you're kind of forced to get close knit with people. That, that's the first um, time I, I think I, I had to step out of my boundary, um, learn a lot about a different, a lot of different things um, and work with people from all different cultures and backgrounds and, and, try to find that common ground. Uh, and we had that common ground because we're all in the military, right? We're here to, to serve the country, uh, fly, fight, and win, as they say in the Air Force. So um, I think that really gave me a, a sense of pride, a sense of camaraderie. And that's what Project Vet is really all about. 
Um, and, and that continues in my other uh, walk of life, which I, I, I do work for a nonprofit cybersecurity company called the Global Cyber Alliance. Um, and that's kind of been my mantra. If you can do things for the greater good and, and do things for, for something bigger than yourself, then you should continue to do that at all at all costs. Um, you know, the rewards will come will come after, whether it's uh, you know, monetary or, or whatever your uh, your vision or, or what you're working for. Uh, may be, but uh, at the end of the day, it's all about serving the greater good in my eyes. Maine, a, 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 a guy I've also got to know, I'm not going to judge what, what, what branch of the military you're in from a guy that hasn't done anything other than talk his whole life. So we had to <laughs> tell, tell, tell us your story. <laughs> uh, yes. And so I, I, I was in the, I was in the army. Uh, and as Rod says, you know, we, we definitely call them the, the chair force, <laughs> a, a different lifestyle. I, I'll say this. If you ever around a group of people and you ask them if they served and anyone who says Air Force, the I feel like the overwhelming uh, reaction is always like, oh, OK, because we know like it's it's not a, it's a different lifestyle when you're in the Air Force than at least the Army and the Marines. I don't know about the Navy, but. Um, so yeah, I, I did four years in the army. Um, you know, I, I, I wish I could say that I joined because I was this, uh, you know, super patriotic person. And I wanted to do all these things, but that, that, that actually, that absolutely wasn't the case for me. Uh, although my brother was, a, he was a Marine. Um, you know, I was literally trying to move away from my hometown. Right? <laughs> and neither one a lot, wasn't a lot good for me there. And, and I joined the army because they told me that they would help me pay for school. Uh, in that time, you know, I built a strong network of friends, ended up, you know, getting deployed, losing a friend. And, you know, it, it definitely changed my life. Uh, a lot of positive uh, came, came about. But, you know, as the years go by, um, you know, I find it important to, through counseling, to learn to accept, you know, that, I, that part of my identity. Um, the military identity that I <laughs> that I have for many years, I, I kind of denied it. Or, you know, I didn't want to. I was kind of ashamed, and, and that's a whole other story. But here, in recent years of my life, it's where I've kind of tried to turn that page and 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 um, you know, reach out to other veterans to, to make sure that they're doing okay, and and just kind of see how their process was after they got in the military or whatever their story is. So. That's pretty much my my uh, experience in the military. It was it was great. Um, that's that's kind of where we are. Oh, there's like a spectrum of sort of uh, you know rationale and reasons, and I think everyone does things for their own own reasons. You know, it's interesting that you guys have sort of you know you know come together to sort of solve some you know pretty big challenges in in that sort of community. And I think one of the biggest challenges is sort of the mental health that it seems to inordinately affect, you know, folks who have served. Maybe you guys can dig into that a little bit. Yeah, uh, Jermaine, uh, I'll go first because I know mine's a little quicker than than what you might want to yeah, say. Yeah. Um, but I, I think in mental health in general, uh, it's been stigmatized for a lot of people. Um, I don't think there are enough people that are willing to go out and get help in fear of, you know, the backlash or, or what they may look like or what 
other people's perceptions are of them when they go out and get help. But I, I commend those that do, um, especially when it comes to military members. Uh, as I mentioned in Okinawa, Japan, uh, I, I met a lot of great guys while I was stationed there, uh, guys and gals. But one of the guys that was there uh, actually took his life shortly after um, we left from overseas. Uh, and it wasn't a guy that you would expect it from because he kind of, he kept to his own, but when he did get in a group, he was very vocal. Um, you know, he liked what he liked. A lot of us, us guys, I worked in a avionics group in a back shop. Um, so most of us were gamer nerds. Um, so we, we gamed a lot and I, I felt like that was a, a real bonding experience. Um, and I don't know if him leaving the situation and the, the group that we had um, affected his mental health. But, you know, like I said, it was shortly after and, and hearing that kind of broke my heart. Um, and, and especially for people that go over and, and deploy. Uh, I've got family members who have have deployed uh, from all branches of the service. I think I've got one from each branch minus the Coast Guard um, and all of them come back just a little bit different. Right. Um, it, it's something about going to a war zone that can completely flip your mind state and make you realize, you know, what's important, but coming back to your traditional life, whatever that may be, um, is difficult for a lot of people. And I, I would say rather than just sitting around and, and trying to deal with it on your own, get with a group of people or, or go and seek professional help, uh, to get you to, through those things. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> go ahead, Jermaine. No, I was I was going to second that. Say uh, you're absolutely right, um, and I think if it, I can give any advice to people uh, transitioning out of the military or, or whatever um, your experience was, uh, it, it's definitely you definitely got to put yourself in a healthy environment. Um, you know, mental health awareness is one thing, and going to counseling, and and if you do have to take any type of uh, medication. Uh, all of that's important, but at the end of the day, uh, fostering a, a good, healthy environment for you to, you know, just develop, grow, learn, whatever is, is so important. A lot of people, you know, I even got friends who, you know, when they got out of the army and I'm not, not guilty of this, but, you know, you kind of stay in your comfort zone in these areas where there may not be uh, a significant amount of room to grow. Uh, if you're kind of around the same things and if you're already dealing with, you know, mental health challenges or, or, or whatever it is that you, that's going on, uh, if you're not in a healthy place, uh, it, it, it'll only get progressively worse. So I, I encourage everyone, uh, veterans, um, there's a lot of resources out there, a lot of people that can help you. And, and I would also, you know, challenge you to, um, you know, try to find a space where uh, you can thrive and grow as well. And what do you think is, you know, there seems to be like a lot of, of challenge in terms of veterans and, and folks who, you know, served in various forms of the armed services around sort of, I don't know, it seems like, like a kind of mental trauma that is endured, you know, is, is that just the nature of sort of the, the act of, of being in any sort of hostile sort of, warlike environments and that sort of i don't know for lack of a better term just kind of changes the way your 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 brain and mind works or you know is there 
you know, what, like, what do you think is causing this sort of activity or is that something beyond explanation? I, I think it's a little different for every person, but I think one of the biggest things is just how Jermaine put it, you know, that, that change in dynamic. Um, you may be coming from a situation where everything is, is kosher and, and you don't really have uh, many worries other than, you know, getting through high school and then you become an adult, right? And, and you choose to join the, the military armed services. And it, it is a complete culture change uh, unless you came from, you know, a house with a, a military background. But even then, you know, I spent a lot of time with my uncle, who was a, a 22, uh, 22 year army vet, him and his wife. And even that didn't prepare me for what, you know, I, I endured through the service. So I, I think it's really about where you're coming from, being able to um, to transition into the military as well as transition out. Uh, and, and I think we need to prepare uh, a lot of these these kids because uh, most of the people that are going in are, are 18, 19, 20 years old, preparing them for the transition in and the, as well as the transition out. Uh, so those are the things that, that we really need to uh, do a better job at, and there are a lot of programs out there that can assist with that. But on the positive side, it, it, there does seem to be a lot of good that comes from sort of your activities, you know, in, in, the, in various forms of the armed services that teach you things that you probably wouldn't be able to learn otherwise. And, you know, things like cybersecurity, for, for example, you know, maybe tell us a little bit sort of how the, the path sort of progressed from, you know, your, your time in the service to, you know, kind of where you are today. Yeah. Um, so I would say that the military prepared me for a, a lot going through um, the various jobs that I had while in the service, um, but also helping me become a critical thinker and being able to be as resilient as I can in whatever, uh, whatever aspect of life. Right. Um, as I mentioned, I was an avionics guy, uh, pretty much an electronics engineer. Um, for eight years, then I transitioned to doing some uh, education services and, and um, program management. Uh, and then when I left, uh, that's when I met Jermaine and I was actually doing commercial aviation. Uh, commercial aviation then turned into um, aviation software, which has now turned into um, cybersecurity. So I don't have a, a cyber background. However, a lot of my military connections have helped me get to where I'm at. So uh, I had a military connection get me from the military into commercial aviation, uh, who then got me into the software field. And then another uh, Army vet uh, who I just happened to graduate with at, at the University of Texas, get me into cybersecurity. So I really owe the military a lot because not only has it built those the connections for me, um, but it's given me the ability to, uh, you know, maneuver my way through different industries and fields um, to get to where I'm at right now. And uh, Jermaine, what's what's been what's what's your path look like? That's funny because uh, my my military experience was, you know, I went into communications essentially, uh, you know, radio repair and all those things, and uh, it kind of guided me into more like tech for a little while and, and i say that to say that um i've always been 
uh, the tech guy who's not the tech guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> I love tech, but I, I'm just not like that guy. Like Ronnie, you know, he's very uh, you know, Photoshop, all these things. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know, I'm kind of on the outside. But, um, you know, going from that to uh, I was a contractor for a while overseas. I uh, lived abroad, um, you know, training soldiers and, and airmen, too and some Marines on a, a computer GPS system that the military uses, uh, you know, in theater, uh, kind of allows them to, uh, you know, track the battlefield, essentially, and send reports, do all this, you know, fancy stuff. And I trained on that for a while. I, I came back to the States and I got hired at the company that Ronnie's talking about is aviation company through a military recruiting type uh, platform at the time they were called, uh, Bradley Morris, I guess it's a free plug, but uh, they, I got on with this company and I did that for, you know, about four, four, four and a half years. And I kind of transitioned to something else that was aviation involved until 2020 during the pandemic. Um, I'd always been interested in blockchain technology, even since my, I'm talking, you know, 2014, 15, but it really hit me when uh, a friend of mine from high school, we played baseball together. Um, he was a recruiter, got bit by a dog, ends up suing the city, gets his large settlement, and his uncle tells him to buy uh, Bitcoin. And I, I had known about Bitcoin, but it wasn't until that spike and he called me up. He's like, hey, man, like, I just became a millionaire. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? And I, I kind of just like snowballed from there. I just like I was reading about blockchain technology and and I just wanted to know more and more about it. And hence, somehow through, I don't know, some type of divine intervention, but uh, of course I did, you know, I met uh, you, Rube, at the Whirlpool and Alex, and it's just, you know, it's been kind of a, a heavy load of information since. But uh, yeah, that's that's really uh, how I got to, to where I am. I'm still, you know, trying to find my, my groove, you know, within life, uh, let alone the space itself. But um, yeah, I've been uh, very curious since uh, that time. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I haven't figured my stuff out either. <laughs> you, you know, I don't know. I just kind of, you know, if everyone's, I, I don't know if anybody, anyone that tells you they've got their life figured out is probably BSing you because <laughs> I don't know anyone that's actually got a, like a master plan that actually sticks to it. And it's like, yeah, I've done everything I ever wanted to do and I'm, 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 I'm living the dream, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Back to reality for a moment. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so Project Bet though that that's that's sort of how we connected. I think I, I, well, we met through a, like a, a mutual acquaintance in the sort of cybersecurity cloud computing world. Uh, Absolutely, you, you know, shout out to to Kevin Jackson, who's who's oh. uh, the original OG. Um, but uh, you know, tell us more about the the project. Don't jump on it, Jermaine. Um, yeah, so Project Vet. We uh, we formed with the idea that we could get so back up a little bit. Um, people see the name Project Vet get kind of confused because of the spelling uh, P.R.J.K.T.V.E.T. Um, the project piece is for the, the original four founding members. Those are our, our initials. Um, and then the, the vet piece is actually an acronym as well. Um, it stands for Ventures. Uh, economics and technology, which were three things that we were really, um, really excited about uh, in the beginning. So 
going back to Kevin Jackson. Um, he's actually uh, working for a company that we invested in, uh, uh, Total Network Services. Um, he's the, the president now, I believe, right, Jermaine? Yes, correct. Uh, so he's, he's the president at, at TNS. Uh, at, okay, so <laughs> shout out Kevin Jackson at TNS uh, Digital Names. Um, Jermaine and I in, invested in, in a piece of that business. Um, and then that's how we all got together. But then our focus was not only trying to make people aware of what was going on in that space, but also get those who may be disenfranchised or, uh, you know, uh, generally um, disregarded communities, uh, veterans being one of them as only 4% of, of uh, the U.S. Is, are, are veterans, which is kind of hard to believe when you see a veteran almost every day of your life, you know. Um, but that tells you how many people are out there uh, that really don't know what these our group is going through, our community is going through. Um, so we wanted to get veterans a chance to invest, um, a chance to be connected to these new technologies and be aware of any ventures or, or um, economic come ups, I will say, uh, that are, are available for them. Um, so that then turned into the not-for-profit where we were focusing on uh, working with the ward pool, getting the, the first ever Veterans Bowl, which is a, a gaming uh, tournament for mental health um, together and combining, you know, what we, we love to do is help veterans and, and making sure that they transition out of the military uh, in, the, in the right way, make sure that they have any uh, services, services that they can um, plug into. Um, as well as, you know, as I stated, while I was a military, I was a huge gamer, uh, still kind of am a, a gamer in, in some sorts, but gaming, uh, mental health and technology, those three pieces kind of fit for us. Um, and uh, we continue to try to serve the veteran community, uh, helping them out in any aspect, building that sense of camaraderie and community um, through a, a bunch of different initiatives. And, and just for our listeners, if you're not familiar with the way this podcast works, check out the fungibility.co website and you'll see uh, a widget that we maintain. Every episode has its own challenge. You can go to that widget. You can visit the various links and areas that we've discussed in this particular episode. So if you can't figure out how to spell Project Bet, no worries. Fungibility, which you might not be able to smell either, by the way, but between the two, you might be able to Google it. Um, and if, if you're, uh, if you'll be able to go and you'll get points, you, you can uh, go follow and, and do various actions there. Um, you know, th this has been a, a really, you know, enlightening conversation. Um, really appreciate what all of you guys are doing. I think that your, your, your project vet and just the, the fact that you guys want to give back, you know, that puts you in a kind of rarefied territory in itself right you know most people don't do anything they don't they they, they you're men of action you're you're you know words are great but action is better and i think that's what i really appreciate appreciate about what you're doing and that you you honestly care about the well-being of others and that's amazing guys and i really commend you on all that appreciate that awesome thanks so this has been another great episode of Fungibility. It's a little different. You know, we didn't, you know, Rod didn't, and I didn't get to jump into all the nuances of cybersecurity and all the various <laughs> things. I'll have to get on the on the show for another <laughs> another uh, reminiscing down memory lane. Probably a lot of things that are probably things we can't discuss on a podcast. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's been good having you on here, guys. And, and uh, 
yeah, until next time, this is Fungibility, and I'm your host, Rube.